Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey now, Fight Game Media fans. This is Mike Gilbert and J.D. Oliva, hosts of Brace for Impact. Join us each and every week as we recap Impact Wrestling. I know what you're thinking, but you don't have to be an Impact fan to like the show. In fact, it's probably better if you're not. You know, we like the show, but we also tell jokes like to have a lot of fun at the company's expense. We absolutely do. We have our own feed, so just type Brace for Impact in the search bar of Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Hit the subscribe button, download the show, and join in on the fun today. And boom goes the dynamite. It's Monday night, ladies and gentlemen, and you know what that means. We are back with the Boom Fight Game Media's premiere or top three podcast discussing what all happened this week in the world of AEW. I'm your host, James B. McDaniel, and I'm here with my co-host, Kevin Ely. Kevin, how's your week been? Man, it's been chocked full of excellent professional wrestling this week. There's been so much. Like so much. Three, three AEW shows. We had mm-hmm. Dynamite, Rampage, Battle of the Belts, which of course I and everybody else wishes it was longer, but I enjoyed almost all the matches on every one of them. I don't think like there were matches that were not as overwhelming as we we wish there'd be they had been, mm-hmm. but I don't think there were, were any real duds. And then we had everything going on, of course, outside of AEW, and we'll talk about a couple of those later with New Japan. This has just been a great week to be a wrestling fan. Yeah, it's been it's been the best. It's, I mean, it's just you it's can just get the so, best of everything this week. It's been so good, and and I like I know like we've got we've got big things coming. This is the beginning of the TBS era yep. for AEW, and I, I already like I love we we saw the numbers come out. We had a big like the numbers bumped overall because they're they're now no longer live on the West Coast, which is good. Uh, it was a moderate bump, but the eight but the demo the demo numbers were a pretty big bump. A lot of people think that has to do with a, t- a stronger TBS lead-in. I personally am already remembering the days fondly of, of getting able to watch the last five minutes of The Accountant each and every week. Yep. Um, and I hope none of us forget that. I hope we keep yeah. that in our hearts forever. The good old, the good old the, days. The, the Accountant, yes. Yeah, but let's, again, let's not bury the lead. Let's start. Adam Page defeated Brian Danielson to start out Dynamite in a phenomenal match. It was such a great match. And I've got to tell you, with at the beginning of the match, with, with Brian Danielson continually scurrying out of the ring, and then a little mm-hmm. later seeing... Seeing Adam Page covered in blood, the blood in his hair, it immediately brought me back to being a kid 
and like seeing these pictures inside PWI and all these others mm-hmm. of Dusty Rhodes with with the bleach blonde hair and the blood, the crimson and, mask, and it made me think. The whole match made me think of Dusty Rhodes versus Ric Flair, where Rick would keep getting out of the ring, keep avoiding contact, and 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 even down to. We got to see um, Adam Page continually going for his finisher, and he mm-hmm. kept missing it, whether Brian Danielson slipped out of the ring, whether he legit just fell down. And uh, it was – I don't know if this was – I think this had to be my favorite match of the week. Like, I've, of course, just watched Battle of Belts. I love matches on there. But, my God, this was great. And I think – I don't know about you, and I want your take on this. The whole, like – Oh, this is like the 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 horrible start to the title reign of Adam Page, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To me, that's in the past now. Like they've kicked this off so well. Um, I can't wait to see where it goes next. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was it was definitive. It was you know it, the, it as far as just within the match. I mean, it was it was the perfect sequel match. Like it played off of things they did in the first one. Uh, it you know they started out with him starting off really strong. You could tell, you know, if you were to really pay attention to the first one and then really pay attention to this one, Danielson was trying to do the same match. He was basically just like, I'm going to make you look bad. I'm going to embarrass you. I'm going to show how I'm the superior athlete. I loved how he kept playing to the judges. Yeah. You turn around and like, uh, you know, like, Hey, are you looking at this? You know? Um, and, and, and Paige just wasn't having it. He would just, anytime he got a hold of him, he'd just go for the kill. Uh, I loved how they kept setting up the the uh, the buckshot immediately, and then yeah. you know, like within like two minutes, he went for it, and then you know, went for it again, went for it again, and then I think maybe the third or fourth time he hit it, just a huge win. I think the only downside is is that once it was over, it was over, and they yeah. just they didn't even mention it. You know what? Like there, there I wanted means- to see locker room interview. I wanted to see, you know, Danielson getting stitched up. I want you know. Yeah, there's amazing pictures out on the internet of a yeah. bloody Brian Danielson sitting on the doctor's like table in the back. Mm-hmm. I want those on TV. And like, look, if you're going to borrow things from MMA, from boxing, like the idea of an interim champion, like this is something you should also be borrowing. Right. And and it's a it's a big problem. That's been an issue, I think, with AEW since the very very beginning is packing in so many things you don't you don't give any major moment really time to linger time to sink in and you did we didn't even get we didn't even get the dark order running in for a celebration on this right. one and, and it felt yeah it, it, it ended too quickly yeah and not even not even you're talking about borrowing from mma like try borrowing from saturday night's main event you know yeah. back in the day they used to have hulk hogan be the first match and then the rest of the episode would be hey when we come back we're gonna hear from the champion and make that an important thing. You know, they should have yeah. said like, Hey, he's getting looked at by the doctors. We're hoping to get a word with them later on, you know, da da da, da kind of yeah. tease it. And then right before the main event, get an interview with him, maybe a word from Danielson. Maybe Danielson doesn't want to talk, you know, maybe Danielson's being sent to the hospital or something, you know, right. Like play it up that this, that even though this is a big show and you know, the whole event is the, is the spectacle mm-hmm. that this was the, this was the real main event or this was the yeah. most important thing. No, absolutely. Like I love the idea of, uh, of just Tony Schiavone every 20 minutes or so say, you know, Brian Danielson has just left on his way to the hospital. We're hoping mm-hmm. to get an interview um, as soon as we can with Adam page. He's still with the doctors, that sort of thing. 
Uh, yeah. That would have made this so much more special. Mm-hmm. And just the fact, I mean, it's already incredibly special that we're getting title matches of this magnitude oh my free God. on television. Um, let's go back a step, though. Everybody was really, this is something that happens a lot, I think, just due to the e- over eagerness of fans like me and just overall AEW fandom, everybody was losing their minds over who were going to be the judges. Yeah. And I think everybody was a little deflated that it was just kind of basic it's, for those that don't know. And if you don't know, why are you even listening to this podcast? <laughs> By the way, please go subscribe. Patreon.com slash Fight Game Media Plus. Um, it was, of course, Paul White, Mark Henry, uh, Jerry Lynn, three legends, three mm-hmm. guys who were who are presences on AEW already. I think everybody wanted things special. I wanted a face judge, a heel judge, and like a I don't mm-hmm. know judge. Right. And I would really like if in the future when they have title matches on TV, they would have judges there just so it's something that happens you know, every time there's a title match so that when they mm-hmm. want to go to the judges at some point, you're not going to expect it because they have them. This time, as soon as they announced the judges, I was like, well, they're not going to a time limit draw. Yeah. And the next time they do the judges, I'm going to think, well, they are going to a time limit draw. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I mean, if they're going to go ahead and just use people who are backstage anyway. Yeah. Like just, you know, you don't have to refer to them all the time. Maybe if it's only a 30 minute time limit or a 60 minute time limit or something they just make a reference to them hey the judges are always watching they don't have to be sitting at ringside even they can just sort of show them backstage or yeah you know or something like that i i I too was hoping i was hoping my i was crossing my fingers because it was the carolinas that we'd get ricky steamboat out there oh my god but even um even dave even david crockett who we saw then Mm -hmm. at um at Battle of the Belts later in the week mm-hmm. would have been great. I was a little disappointed they just kind of had them there in regular chairs, not necessarily at tables. I kind of right. wanted them spread around the ring. But overall, it was a great addition, and I'm excited they did it. It's something yeah. I've kind of wanted for a long time in pro yeah. wrestling. You know, one thing, uh, I think John LaRocca on one of, uh, I think it was on the on the Fight Game podcast, suggested that he would have loved to have seen like a sort of a ringside reporter stationed by the judges and like they come back from commercial and they say, go to a picture. Let's go to the judges. Let's go to the judges. What do you guys think? Yeah. Do a little picture in picture where they're like talking. What are you guys seeing so far, man? I'm really seeing Daniel, you know, Paige is going to have to really, uh, you know, dominate more time, you know, right now to, to, to get, you know, or he's going to lose this, you know? Yeah. No, that would have been awesome. That would have been fun, absolutely phenomenal. They could have kind. Of, it would have also helped the fans understand more quickly what was going on in the match. Point out the things they might not be actively processing mm-hmm. because they're so wrapped up in the match. I think yeah. that's a great idea from John LaRocca, who yeah. has a lot of great ideas. Yeah. Um, but overall, great match. And again, we're nitpicking. These are things we are we nitpicking. Made, but this is all it's already good. A yes, little bit better. That's right. That's right. Because this was a, it was a great match. It was very satisfying. And like and like you said, yeah, it, Adam Page is the world champion. And yeah, and I can't wait to see uh, where we're going next. One thing I think my favorite part of this match before we move on was we got what we wanted in the first match. All the Adam mm-hmm. Page fans wanted an angry Adam Page to be so incredibly off it to go on the offense. And we saw that this time we saw that from the very beginning and also the build with the continual misses of the, uh, of his finisher mm-hmm. led when he finally hit, when he finally hit that, that, uh, 
that lariat. Mm-hmm. It was phenomenal. It was yeah. such a great build. I loved every second of it. So now we've got Ruby Soho versus Jade Cargill mm-hmm. for the TBS championship live on TBS. What are your thoughts on that match? I mean, it wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> no, or it was Jade. not great. I didn't think it was terrible. It no. wasn't great. It was just kind of there. Mm-hmm. And Jade has gotten so much heat. For winning this title, I assumed That's she was going to win from the beginning. I don't like. No I problem get with her. It's not her fault. No, it's. Uh, I get what they're doing. I get why she's champion. I thought. She, I thought this belt was created for her. Yeah, in particular. Um, but I think one sign was when. Um, when uh, I I am blanking on names tonight. <laughs> no, when when um when Thunder Rosa ran in, oh, I think Mar- she got yeah, a bigger Mercedes. pop than either of the women yeah. in the match. Yeah. And I think I think the world is ready for a title on Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. I think the world wants that. And again, Tony Khan said we're I'm not you're not always gonna get exactly what you want. And mm-hmm. I respect that mm-hmm. because when she does get a title, it'll be a big deal. Um, but it's gonna be really interesting to see how they adjust due to the criticism from this match mm-hmm. uh for Jade's matches in the future uh you know one thing that was interesting about like i said you know it's i say it's not jade's fault i mean jade has a responsibility to grow and learn and Mm -hmm. get better but it's what i mean is it's not her fault that she's incredibly charismatic and looks like a billion dollars yeah Uh, you know it would be very hard to just keep her on youtube because after what what you don't want to do is make her stale so if you have somebody like that you know if you have a goldberg Mm-hmm. You know, Goldberg. You can't just sit with them on dark. <laughs> right. You know, that will lower their stature in the eyes of right. fans. So and you just have to build the right matches around them. Right. And the, th- the thing that was interesting to me that I didn't think of until that match was over was, you know, they showed her daughter in the stands. Right. And, um, you know, there are people going back and forth or whether that was sort of a response to you know, some of the kerfuffle last week or whatever. I don't yeah. really care the, because the it was just a nice thing to do. It was. I liked um, it. Yeah. And, but and what, that's it showed me, talk about. Yeah. what it showed me was what if Jade wears a face? And it never yeah. occurred to me that she could be. And for a moment there, I got a glimpse of what it could be like if, if in this rain, they figure out a way to sort of thread the needle and get people sympathetic and rooting for her to get better. Yeah. And and kind of play up the fact that, you know, like put her in a feud with a Serena Deeb who can right. out wrestle her and, you know, is better and more experienced and, um, you know, and kind of get some sympathy for her of like, man, she shot to the title so fast. Can she keep it? Yeah. Um, and then you can work in some stuff with like Mark Sterling, like cutting her out of royalties or something like that. And, yeah, you know, that, that I don't know, maybe it's not something right away, but maybe in a few months. Yeah. You know, I I keep saying things like she's only been wrestling 11 months. Mm -hmm. She's doing pretty well for only wrestling 11 months. But conversely, this is on national television. Right. This is this is the real deal. It doesn't matter. Like people expect good wrestling Mm -hmm. no matter what. Like everybody. uh, Now, it's not fair to compare her to Hook, but people say Hook's been wrestling for less than like three weeks Mm -hmm. and look at him. But I really liked, like when I saw the pictures of her holding her kid that were at, came out on the internet, mm-hmm. um, I really liked it. I thought it humanized her, and I thought that might help her overcome kind of the savage responses she's getting on the internet. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you I think it was you that made a good point with, with like, 
people aren't supposed to like her. She's a right. heel. That's true. And uh, and yeah, I think a face turn might be a good idea, even though it works against her her size as as the giant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad idea. And Lord knows if she if if Serena Deeb can't get a great match out of her. And again, I didn't think this was a terrible match. I know everybody else did. I didn't think it was terrible. Yeah. I just thought it wasn't great. It just um, wasn't great. Well, I think what it, we found yeah. is that both Ruby and her are limited. She's limited yes. in that she's new, and Ruby is not good enough. Ruby to, is not Thunder to Rosa. To get a Lex Luger match, you know. Exactly. Right. That's exactly right. Um, she does need to get moved into programs with people like Serena with Thunder mm -hmm. Rosa, who, who can absolutely, I think, do a little bit of a better job there with her. Mm -hmm. But um, it's going to be interesting to see who the, who, the, who the number one contender is. And by the end of the show, to, we're going to go over the rankings and maybe get an idea of who is going to be next for, uh, for Jade Cargill. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. So next up on the match was Malachi Black. Next up on the night, Malachi Black, Brian Pillman. Um, we didn't get Brody King. We didn't get the 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 what we were promised on Instagram. Although I'm guessing Instagram problems are not necessarily pro wrestling canon. Right. Instagram Instagram captions. Um, I was so focused on wanting that I didn't focus that much on the match. Um, of course the lights went out, came back which they did a number of times throughout this show. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, not a lot happened when, when, when those things happened. Um, anything big to, to really talk about with this one? I mean, he didn't really need to bring out Brody King because Brian Pillman just beat himself. Yeah. You know, was, I felt yeah. so bad for him. You could tell he really did. You could tell that he really did slip on the ropes there when he was going for that big. It looked yes. like they were going for a big finish yeah. of him going into the Air Pillman clothesline and just getting yeah. kicked out of the sky. And Brian Pillman, another guy who's a little green and a little limited, mm -hmm. a little yeah. bit more limited than a lot of people were hoping. Yeah. And he was all right. I mean, I yeah. liked I liked the story they were telling. I liked how they told the story that Griff Garrison went in hot and just got owned. And yeah. so he was going to be more reserved and careful. Um, and they did speaking of Instagram promos, they did kind of pay off a thing that that uh, Malachi was doing where they were talking trash that? on Twitter. Uh, Brian Pillman had uh, posted footage of him doing like MMA training um, mm. on his Twitter or Instagram or something. And it was train It was showing him training how to block that or how to duck that kick. And uh, Malachi was making fun of him of like, oh, you're you're going to you're going to duck the kick. That's really genius move, you know, like just kind of mocking him for it. So the okay. like one of the first things Malachi does in the match is just throw the kick. Yeah. And he ducks. And then it's like, OK, so I like that they paid that little bit off there. Absolutely. You know, I think the and, and I say this a lot and I'm going to probably repeat this for the entirety of however long we go here on the boom, mm -hmm. which is I get so excited about these programs like I always want them to move faster. But I like where they're where they're at right now. Like Malachi Black went from attacking the Rhodes family, the Rhodes crew to now he's working over a couple mid carters mm -hmm. in the slow move to main event status. Mm -hmm. And it's a great build. He has one of the absolute best entrances, entrances in pro wrestling mm -hmm. today. It, it absolutely looks menacing. It's phenomenal. The headgear, the, the whole profile, the outline against the dark is awesome. And so, yeah, I'm excited to see where that, where this, I want to see him and Paige though. Oh, so bad. I want to see it. So bad. I hope, I hope, I hope we get we it get before it. Paige's run ends. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things is I wonder how many, I wonder how many guys Paige is going to get, is going to get, like, is he going to get three or four? Cause I think if he can get to four big programs, I think we could get there because mm -hmm. I think we're going to get John Moxley. 
I think we're mm-hmm. going to get Adam Page. And uh, but the thing is, is I think he should lose the belt in the end to Kenny Omega. Mm. You know, hmm. I think that's where it needs to go. I think it needs to go back to Kenny Omega at some point. And, um, you know, let's that's a good segue into our bonus show. It is a great it's a great segue in our bonus show, which we're we're going to announce, I think, when the bonus show is coming to our to the fight game media Patreon. We're going to announce it, I think, next week. Kevin, let them know exactly what the bonus show is going to be. Well, we're still working it out, but I think what we're going to do is sort of a state of the union of AEW kind of show where um, kind of look at where we're at, where people are positioned and kind of take a look at all those people out there on the horizon who don't have a place to land. Who would we bring in? Who would we maybe get rid of to make room? Yeah. And kind of like the things of like, where would you take things? I think, you know, I, I think looking at the tea leaves, I think we can both do some fun predictions, but also kind of where we would do if we were had yeah, Tony Khan's ear like, of look. like, who should Paige lose the title to? Who are the people you think should should be featured next year? And just kind of give an outlook, maybe put down some markers and see if any of them come true by the end of the year. Absolutely. And look, if you thought my Trent Brett on a pole match was a bad idea, Wait until you get to this bonus show. You're going to hear some really bad ideas. Well, now, now, now we have the Red Dragon in and the Young Bucks, so we need Cole on a pole. We do need Cole Better on a pole. Better because it rhymes. How could you not do that? Come on, people. <laughs> no, I'm really excited about this because like, this, every week we talk about like what's happening in AEW. Mm-hmm. And the free agents out there that WWE's cut, the people who are no longer contracted to ROH, like that's not necessarily something that's happening. So we don't talk about it as much other than, say, when FTR is feuding with someone on Twitter. Right. But this is going to give us an opportunity to really talk in depth about what AEW needs, what they're lacking, what holes they could fill, and who their real priorities should be. Because, look, they can't hire everybody. Mm-mm. They get a lot of criticism. Oh, you're hiring all these old WWE people. No, they, they don't hire that many. They they hired like nine out of, I don't know, a hundred last mm-hmm, year, mm-hmm. seven out of a hundred. But uh, there's some really interesting names out here that I think we're going to have a lot of fun discussing. And I, and I will be really interested to read in the, the comments. Like I want comments in the fight game media group from all of you. Who do you think AEW should be signing? Who do you think they should cut? And, you know, who, what do you think is next for Adam Page as we as we move forward here? Uh, so I'm really excited to get this in. And again, this is going to be at patreon.com slash fight game media. Um, $5 a month. You get bonus shows from all the shows, including us. Um, and hopefully we're going to start doing some video stuff as part of that as well. Moving forward in the next few months. I think a lot of you that fi- a lot of you that are, that came in because of me, that's probably like three people. I'm saying a lot of you. I know, you know, me the for video. What's the, I don't know about that. I definitely don't know about that. But, uh, you know, I know a lot of you guys know me from video online, and so hopefully we'll get into more of that. And I'm really excited to keep building the boom and keep building Fight Game Media. I know there's big things in the future. And, of course, always check out FightGameMedia.com. Again, every Wednesday I do an MMA show, and that's the my last stop in preparing my notes because they have everything you need for boxing, for MMA, for pro wrestling. If You know, if you want to know more, if you want to know what's going on with Lulu Pencil, Yep. Fightgamemedia.com, people. That's the place to go. All right. So next up is the the big world t- tag team title match between the Lucha Brothers and Jurassic Express. You predicted, my friend, that Jurassic Express was going to take these titles. As soon as you said it, I started saying the same thing, clearly parroting you because I know you're a smart <laughs> man. And it made sense. And you were right. Um, what did you think of the match? Did it live up to expectations? 
I mean, I, it was good. It was a good mm-hmm. match. I have become very impatient with the Lucha Bros lately. Okay. Um, and they're the they're just so chaotic and um you know that's a really and, good way to describe the lucha brothers but you know it's 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 a bug not a or it's a feature not a bug you know as they say yeah. like it's 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 that's part of their deal um but the pentagon in particular i i just you know, like the the description that came to me while i was watching it was did you ever play nintendo 64 like no mercy or nwo wcw or nwo world tour yes that was my game so Pentagon is the guy you play with where all he does is knock you down and then taunt, 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 taunt until he goes special <laughs> so that he can do his finisher on you right away. Right. Like I can just see him doing I kept expecting like a marker to go above his head, like to start flashing red, you know, whenever he was going to do a move. So very much the Lucha Brothers do tend to play into the criticize the criticism Jim Cornette has always yes. given the young bucks. Right. That's very true. That's very true. But they're very exciting. And it was an exciting yeah. match. Um, you know, boy, it, it, it's kind of hard to, because it ended so oddly with, uh, Phoenix horrible injury, Yeah, which which I guess isn't as horrible as it looked, but can we talk about how unreal the flexibility of Ray Fenix is? Yes. Yes. He's injured. We need to honor him by pronouncing his name correctly. Exactly. He earned it with the fact that he doesn't have a broken arm. It was simply dislocated. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Everyone immediately assumed. Oh, smart people. Yeah. People that know sports injuries. Everyone assumed this is horrible break. And I was Mm -hmm. like, well, I guess the positive is we're going to get some really good Pentagon singles right. matches here for <laughs> yep, months. Yep, right. No, he's going to be out probably just a few weeks. That's crazy. unbelievable. But yeah, that led to them clearly speeding up the finish mm-hmm. um, and making the end look a little awkward. I thought the match again, not not the best match in the world, but a very good match up until yeah. that point. It's very entertaining. And, yeah. and it was a great win for them. And I think they played up the moment really well. I wish they'd given a little time. I'm not one to like, I don't want to, you know, necessarily use people's like, uh, like abuse people's biographies or whatever. But I think yeah. like he was really, I think Jack Perry was the son of Luke Perry was really feeling something there. I think and I was so. surprised that Jr. didn't pick up on that and, and kind of, you know, take the moment to, you know, I think probably just, I think probably if nothing had happened and the match had gone well, he might have, but there, I, right. I can only imagine that there were voices in their heads, headsets, you know, yeah, calling for you. Know, there's probably a little bit of chaos behind the scenes, figuring out how to handle that injury. So I think that probably threw off a lot of people. Yeah, I think uh, it threw know. everyone off. And and even when they were showing the people, you know, it's it's hard to act like you're super excited about winning a title when you know someone you work very closely with is yeah. horribly injured in front of you. You know, so you know, so I give them a lot of grace on that. Uh, but but it was, you know, it it was really cool. You know, one of the things I was a little disappointed in, and I'm a, I'm trying to pull up a tweet right now to help discuss this, mm-hmm. is the fact that, like, look, you don't need to have Marco Stunt there necessarily, right. but Marco Stunt is a member of Jurassic Express, and he has yeah. been for the entirety of their run in AW, and we haven't seen him lately, and I don't know why, but there could mm-hmm. be a million different reasons, could be COVID, could be anything, but... I hated that he wasn't there for the win. I hated that we didn't get to see Marco stunt jumping around. And then Marco posted something a little bit earlier uh, that had me wondering on, um, on Twitter, I can't find, I can't find the tweet, Mm -hmm. but uh, I thought I'd retweeted. Apparently I hadn't, 
you know what? I know right where it is now. Um, but what he, he was basically saying, like, look, I've done a bunch of stuff in the next round of um, of The Voice, which I'm mm-hmm. really hoping he gets to the next round of The Voice. That'd be amazing. And he's like, I, I, you know, basically something to the effect of really hopeful for this, considering everything else that's been going on lately. And it was a little. Mm. OK, here it is. Um, so this is this was 5:35 p.m. January the 9th Sunday. Just sending my stuff for this round of the voice. Could take a couple weeks to hear back, but I'm excited to be taking this journey and I'm excited to keep you guys updated. Things have been weird lately, but seeing y'all you all support me regardless of what's going on is amazing. And that makes mm. me wonder what's weird, what's going on. Yeah. Um okay, and I think when people make their picks for who they think could be cut from AEW, I think Marco Stunt will probably be there. But Marco Stunt to me has added a lot to Jurassic Express. He's like their hype man. He's had some really fun matches. Um he's not the best worker in the world, but he's not a bad worker. I, mm-hmm. I really enjoy Marco Stunt. And I'm probably going on a little too long about this, but I I kind of wished he'd been there to help his guys celebrate the title win, which makes me think we might not be getting Marco stunt back in AEW. yeah yeah the 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 reading the tea leaves you know i hope whatever happens it's good for him but um yeah it 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 does seem it does seem to to go however many years three years now almost as that act and not have him there for the big win you know and there there's stuff they could have done with him if they're if they are planning on doing um you know sort of a slow burn with christian being a heel and stuff Mm -hmm. Having Marco Stunt running around and, uh, you know, Christian being really annoyed with him while he's trying yeah. to keep these guys focused would actually be a pretty good little storyline. It would be a great angle. Up. Um, yeah. yeah. So who knows? I hope he makes it on The Voice, actually, because I think that'd be really fun. And Absolutely. And, that, yeah, I, I with think his you, backstory, I think they they might put him on. Yeah. And he's really talented. He's so talented. Um, so I think I kind of skipped over uh, a couple things here. We had... A uh, MJF match with Captain Sean Dean. Oh yes, and uh, it it didn't quite go as planned, did it, Kevin? No, it didn't. That was so clever. It was so clever. It was a great way to do one of the first DQs. I don't think yeah. it was the first, but it might have been in AEW history to have CM mm-hmm. Punk come out, crush Sean Dean, mm-hmm. and give MJF a, a, a loss, his first loss of the year, one of his first losses one of in his AEW only history. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Might be. Is, is that I think his, it's his third, technically. Okay. I know it's not. An, uh, it's definitely not more than three. Yeah. He sure. lost to Moxley. He lost He lost to Moxley, Jericho, and now Sean Dean. And Sean Dean has now put it in his Twitter bio. It's great. I beat MJF. <laughs> so I love that he's leaning into it. It's so great. Yeah. And it also, played out perfectly because... Uh, no one thought of it because they no. do DQ I, so rarely. Yeah. A lot of people, I noticed even in the, uh, in the, the people who were live watching it and they the, seem uh, a little confused in the Facebook group, right. Didn't pick up on the fact that the bell had even rung and the match yeah. was active. So when he hit him, you know, everyone's confused for a moment and the whole crowd rec- realizes what happens. You know, when Aubrey Edwards raises his hand and they said yeah. the winner, but result of his qualification and you realize what he did, everyone was, went, ah, it was brilliant, yeah, man. So great. Was, I loved it. And of course it got MJF worked up. Um, they, they of course had a great promo battle, which included the line from CM Punk. Oh my gosh. 
Oh, like what was it? Um, yeah, you can main event night four of a buy one get one free extravaganza, and they get released quicker than you last in the sack. <laughs> that was great. I, so great. I loved every second of it. Um, the buy one get one free was was a wonderful hit at, at WWE. If mm-hmm. you're into that sort of thing, yeah. Um, again, I had friends who said too much talking, but I thought number one. These are the two guys you want talking. It didn't yeah. go too long, I didn't think. If it went too long, what, 20 seconds too long? And it's something that even WWE's come out and said, like they heard from network executives who paused, who, who stopped what they were doing to listen to CM Punk MJF. Mm-hmm. You want to give the people more of that when you hear that level of feedback. Mm-hmm. It's, one of, it's one of the more engaging feuds going on right now. I thought this was really well done. And it had the great finish when MJF is clearly <laughs> losing his mind over the loss, and he's announcing that this coming Wednesday night it's going to be it's going to be CM Punk versus Wardlow. Yes, and uh, and I loved as he's saying I don't he, uh, after he announced that he's walking away, he's still facing the camera, and he's like I don't need I don't need it. I don't mm-hmm. need it. I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. And it was wonderful. Yeah. I am hyped for CM Punk versus Wardlow. We saw Wardlow with another squash. Um, and I'm wondering at this point, Kevin, I'm probably saying this too early in the show. Who do you think is going to f- turn first? Is it going to be Wardlow or is it going to be Jamie Hayter? My money's on Jamie. Yeah. And we've been I, building a Wardlow for year, yeah. <laughs> years. You're right. I but think I, they're going to be very different because I think, uh, I think Wardlow will take a longer, but when it happens, it'll be more explosive. Yeah. It'll be more of a big moment. It'll be. A Whereas big I think, I, th- I think Jamie could turn as soon as Wednesday, just in a promo. I think right. Britt, Britt could just say, Hey, I've beaten everybody in the division. I'm the queen. And Jamie could just say, Hey, you haven't beaten everybody. And it'd yeah. just be that. It, that's it. Like I, Hey, I'm going to challenge you. Uh, that would be really good. Yeah. Uh, so do you think Wardlow and Punk will have a real match? Or will it be some sort of angle alert? I think they're going to have a real match, but I don't think it's going to have a real finish. My my prediction is uh, that MJF hits Wardlow to cause Wardlow to win by disqualification and cause Punk to like get revenge. Oh. And okay, punk, so I'm punk, sick and tired so of your loses. brilliant takes, Kevin. I'm sick of this because you're always a hundred percent right. That's what's going to happen, people. It's a hundred percent what's going to happen. My God, we'll see. Oh, I don't know. But then, but take be, it to the bank. Yeah, because if he does, then he's like, ha ha ha, we outsmarted him, and Wardlow's like, what the heck? You just hit me. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant, man. I, I really think that's that's what they're setting up, and it's great. So it's we'll going to be how early would that happen in the match? Oh, I don't know. That's a really good question because I, yeah. I think people would feel a little bit ripped off if they don't get something. Yeah, I think we have to get some actual match between the two. And mm-hmm. I could, but I could also see them stopping it like right as it starts. I could also see them kind of, uh, if you're a fan of Arrested Development, AEW, I could see kind of get. Getting off on being withholding a little, like like Lucille Bluth. Yeah, um, <laughs> I could yeah. see that a little bit. Right. Well, now I'm super. I'm even more excited about this match now that you've brought this up, Kevin. I'm. 
That's and that's feud of the year this year. I'm excited. I'm I can't wait till we get to the breakdown at the end of the show of what all's coming up next next week because there's a lot of matches I'm really excited about. Mm -hmm. This isn't the number. This isn't the main one, and it probably should be, but it's not. Okay, Rampage. We had the debut and and maybe epilogue of of uh, Jake Atlas. Poor Jake Atlas, man. Rise and fall. What did you think of the match overall? You know, I I didn't I didn't know much about Jake Atlas. I hadn't I had heard about I, him. Same I had, here. I had only heard about him uh, that people really liked him and lumped him in a lot with like um, um, Ethan Page and a lot of those mm-hmm. guys who were coming through PNG at the same time, PWG at the same time. Yeah, I never really watched him on Two Hundred Five Live. Um, I didn't and, even know Two Hundred Five Live still existed. Honestly. Yeah, <laughs> I really didn't, didn't. Yeah, like I thought it lasted like three months, but apparently it was it was around for a couple of years. Around for, I think it's technically still around. I don't know. Really? Uh, yeah. So I, I was they, excited. They cut so many of them. I think I they had well, to start stopped, going over 205. They started having like Odyssey Jones on. So it became like 305 live. It's weird. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I I was interested to see Jack Atlas. I did watch him on Dark. He had one squash match on Dark yeah. and, they, and they did a good job of like doing a little highlight package. It's a great use of dark. That's good. That's right good. before, right before the Cole match, you know, saying like, Hey, this guy's, you know, awesome. He came I out. I was really I, glad to see that when they did it. Yeah, it was cool. And, uh, and, uh, he had cool presence, you know, it was like very different. Um, mm-hmm. he, he had this sort of like reserved front blowing, you know, kind of, he's like, I don't know, kind of reminded me of like the young rock a little bit. I don't want to okay. like, put that on him but yeah like, not necessarily that level of hype but there was no similarities there uh, and clearly aew look if you're gonna put a guy on tv for the first time versus adam cole you clearly think this guy has a future clearly yeah um and i don't so, know where i heard it but there were people who were saying like when tony khan was drawing up like his wish list of people he wanted to sign mm-hmm. he was one of the people he wanted to make one of the pillars like oh, wow. he, he would have been one of the Sammy Guevara's or that kind of person. So, right. You know, I think he had that hope for him. I, I imagine he was probably going to lose that match no matter what. Yeah. I but he looked so. good. I mean, he looked he really did look good. good. The match was really good. It was exciting. And I don't know how I, I never was able to pinpoint how early in the match his knee got injured. Um, yeah. There, like there was a lot of knee based things going on, even mm-hmm. the finish. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I don't know when he injured this, but. They might have continued injuring it, but apparently, right. like, on again, this is a, from a tweet of his. He basically said, I'm not going to be out that long. Yeah. And um, I'm really hopeful with that because I was excited to see him. It was clear they have some high hopes for him. And mm-hmm. so I want to see I want to see more Jake Atlas. I'm excited for him. And uh, so, yeah, Jake Atlas, hope you get well soon, buddy. Yeah. In the meantime, they made sure to point out that uh, Adam Cole is the number one contender for the world championship. Exactly. And so... Which makes us makes us think he has to be one of the next guys for Adam Page, and that's a great feud. I, I yeah. really am excited about seeing that 100. Mm-hmm. And also sets up interesting, which is kind of one of my least favorite aspects of how AEW tells stories. But you know they can pick up on the Young Bucks Adam Cole story again. Yeah, by bringing in, I'm sorry, Young Bucks Adam Page. Right, because when we last when he won the title, they were kind of like. Are they making up? Are they not? You know, and then now you're bringing that in with the Red Dragon. And, you know, so there's lots of room for middle school shenanigans and and meaningful stares at each other in the in the in the back. Probably some great BTE material. 
And and again, this is probably going to be I'm I'm going to make an assumption that this stuff is going to lead into the return. People are thinking in March of Kenny mm-hmm. Omega, mm-hmm. and again, it'll be Kenny Omega and the Bucks potentially versus Adam Cole and Red Dragon. Also, I'm really excited that you messed up Adam Cole and Adam Page because yeah. I do that every <laughs> single week, and I'm glad. I'm really glad this is the first. I was time thinking you've been last the week show. when we did it, they need to add, they need to sign someone named Ethan Cole just oh to round god. out the triangle. Of oh names. my god, can you imagine? I'm just picturing Vince at home laughing at these at these nerds, <laughs> these geeks that don't even know to change everyone's names. Right. If even you know, even if it's just the announcer has the same last we name. We come to understand Vince more and more every day. Right. But then we also have the impending return when it comes to kind of where Adam Cole's going, the impending return of John Moxley. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know when he's coming back in AEW, but we do know that he's going to be um, in the main event at GCW when they come back to the Hammerstein Ballroom. I believe that's Jan- yeah, January the 23rd. Mm-hmm. So I have to imagine his first match back it is not going to be in GCW. Yeah, it's gonna- yeah, you'd think so, right? But there's yeah. only two dynamites in between. Yeah, so it's got like it's going to either be the week before or the week after that GCW mm-hmm. it has to be, and so we're we got Moxley coming back soon, and he was the planned, he was mm-hmm. the planned match, he was the planned guy to go against Adam Page, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I do too. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen there. Um, Boy, he's going to be. That's going to. It's going to be such a welcome. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a special moment. So I wonder, I think the second week of that is in Cleveland. Okay. Oh, and which is, I don't know, is Cleveland near Cincinnati or the other side of the state from each other? But he's an Ohio guy. It'll it'll yeah. be it'll be I think fairly close to a home. That would be the place to do it. You know, if you've got an option of a couple of weeks, that's a great it's a great mm-hmm. little coincidence there. It's also Johnny Gargano's hometown. Ooh. There's so many there's so many guys that we kind of we know they've got more guys coming in. Mm-hmm. We know it in our hearts. And it's and oh my God. Again, they're getting off on being withholding just like Lucille Bluth, because every week we're sure. We're sure. They're still not giving you the briscoes. Last week, the the owner of ROH, by the way, was backstage. Yeah. It was like, oh, it's like, you know, me, my mind's going, they're gonna announce they bought ROH. It's all happening. Everything's changing tonight. Nothing, nothing changed. Nope. We've had the Briscoes backstage. Nothing happened. Yep. And ROH oh. is on impact instead. Yeah. And oh, by the way, also, I was thinking if you were ever going to have a tag team come in mm-hmm. like House of Fire and just take out the world champions, kind of like um, Steve Williams and Terry Gordy did mm-hmm. when they came into WCW back yes. in the day. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Jurassic Express might be the team to have that happen to. They're, they're the team that that could, you know, you've got the smaller guy you could injure. There's a lot you could do. I don't know. That's just something that, that would be my amazing. Head. Like that would be amazing. And that would be a great way to introduce a new tag team. If they yeah. come in and take out the world champions. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So also on rampage, we got the, th- is it the third ever hook match? I believe this was number third three, match. three. No. Yeah. Versus Aaron solo. Um, another good match. Looked really good. Aaron Solo didn't look bad. And then we got we got some heat mm-hmm. with uh with maybe the most unpopular man in AEW. <laughs> Definitely the most unpopular man in yep. my heart. Yep. Uh with QT Marshall. And we got Hook doing a real face move, uh, mm-hmm. tossing a suplex and a choke on QT Marshall. 
He tried to leave. He didn't ask for that fight. No, he didn't. He didn't want it, but he woke up prepared. Yep. QT Marshall chose violence and uh, Hook ended it. And I don't know where that's going, but I like what they're doing. I know that they realize people love Hook. Mm -hmm. So let's play into it. Let's give them some things to cheer for. It'll be really interesting to see where that goes for the entire Team Taz, which, by the way, when um, I'm jumping ahead here. Yeah, we'll go ahead. But when we saw Ricky Starks versus Matt Seidel, and, I, um, and we'll get to this in a bit. Yeah. Um, I realized, man, we do not get enough Will Hobbs and Ricky Starks on Dynamite mm. Rampage at all. Near enough. And I get I get that you're pushing hook now, but but Will Hobbs is really good. Yeah. Ricky Starks is really good, and I want more of them. And I have a feeling they're they're just like they have something big planned for them. It's probably gonna kick off in a couple months. I think I think AEW doesn't do the best job of keeping people active in between major plans for mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to see some more Will Hobbs on TV. He looks like a monster. Uh he's really good. Like Give us more of this, man. Like we're yeah. getting the Wardlow squashes. Yeah. If you need to replace those, give us some Will Hobbs squashes. I'd love yeah. to see that. They need to be. Yeah. They need to get Hobbs in position so that when Wardlow does break free and become the monster baby face that you're just aching for them to have a yeah. slobber knocker. Exactly. The, the big E Let's special, the, t- the, the big meaty men slapping meat. Exactly. We might get a new meat man. John Silver yeah. might be quickly <laughs> forgotten. We'll get a new meat man when these two Goliaths collide. And I really hope we do get to see these men collide. Right. Um, let's see. We had Ruby and Riho taking on J- Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. That was a good match. I enjoyed that one. Um, is there really anything to talk about from that match, though? I, no. I don't, am I, no. No. I even made a note to myself of, like, it didn't – that was – uh, not there was no need for it really. It didn't. It you know, really I don't wasn't. think it like, really made the. It was. It was fine. It was fine match. There was a neat little spot when Rio ran up the table. Jamie is holding a table and Rio runs up the table to give her. It a was drop great. Kick. I loved that. I yeah. loved that right there. That was my favorite part of the match. So that alone was probably worth doing the match on the show. Was wait, but wasn't that wasn't that on the Battle of the Belts match? Oh, you're Didn't right. That happened there. Right. Yeah, <sighs> this week. It's yeah, there's been, there's been a lot, y'all. There's been You're a lot. Right. I usually watch. I usually like. I have bad short term memory. I've talked about it before. I usually rewatch all the shows before the podcast, and I, I didn't rewatch Rampage, and mm-hmm. so I, I'm uh, my memory's a little light on some of the things that happened. But um, one thing I wanted to talk about was like as we move forward here, before mm-hmm. we even get to Battle of the Belts, mm-hmm. I really think there's a simple thing AEW could have done. They should have started on Monday with their advertising and just said, this is championship week. Yes. This is championship week on AEW. Yeah. Battle of the Belts we week. Got, yeah. We got all these, we got all these championships defended and like mm-hmm. the smallest of them outside of the women's title mm-hmm. was on Battle of the Belts. We got no title changes on Battle of the Belts. That happened on Right. Dynamite mm-hmm. or yeah, dynamite. And, uh, and it's a real, sh- I don't know. I, I felt like that devalued the idea of battle of the belts that we had the big world title match, the tag team titles changing hands and not on battle of the belts. Mm-hmm. And there's already a lot of people disappointed at the length that it's only an hour. That is mm-hmm. basically a second rampage. I think that tiny thing would have made everybody okay with it. This yeah. is championship week and it's going to finish with battle of the belts. And, uh, I like that like they had all the champions compete on it mm-hmm. and that's going to be on dark next week I believe. That's really cool. That's a really great way to get more people into dark. Mm-hmm. But I think that the, the the fact that they didn't do that it really confused things. And mm-hmm. I think it it 
It definitely lowered people's opinions of Battle of the Belts more than it should have. Because as we're going to talk about in a second, I, I liked every match on that card. Mm -hmm. um, I wonder if they... I. I can't remember when all they announced it, but I wonder if they set the time for Battle of the Belts before they and before they had decided on the TBS change because it I, felt like an unfortunate coincidence that the TBS the debut on TBS was necessarily the more important night yeah. and and that's what threw it all out of whack because I think otherwise you would have seen maybe the world title match yeah. You know, I think I believe that it was part of the same discussion. Again, we're okay. moving. We're moving dynamite. Oh, that's to right. Yes, wasn't it? But yeah. then we're going to get four one hour specials. And right. I believe they requested one hour specials. Yeah. And of course, there was talk earlier this week of AW maybe doing like a one hour buy in portion, mm -hmm. which would have been really cool. But uh, I think I think it. I don't think everything happened the way it was all planned. Again, we yeah. had people injured. Right. Sure. We didn't get the quite the level of matches on Battle of the Belts. They had planned for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that's a shame. And, you know, maybe Sammy Guevara was going to be set up to take the title from Cody. Mm -hmm. And that would have made it a bigger show. I think people would have had right. would have been more hyped about it. But I don't want to sleep on the fact that on Rampage, we had one of my favorite matches of the week. Eddie Kingston, Santana and Ortiz versus 2.0 and mm -hmm. Daniel Garcia. And, you know, again, this was the main event. So before it, we had Mark Henry <laughs> yeah. interviewing everybody. And then Kingston and uh, Santana and Ortiz, they disappeared. And Just I walk knew. away. We knew exactly what was going to happen. Like yeah. They were going to storm in, and they started the match right then and there. Mark Henry got his line in. and He looked he looked so happy to say he it. He was too. so happy. He always looks so happy to say his line, yeah. but he was more happy than ever tonight. And I, I love the man's smile. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. It makes me smile every week. And uh, we got a hell of a match, man. I loved this one. Yeah, it was super fun. Everything, and I, and I hate, I, mm, I don't want to diss the ladies yeah but this was a street fight like last week <laughs> last week they called it a street fight it was a it was a series of hardcore spots executed yeah. in order this was I, a fight i guess like they're like the poor ladies like to be compared to kingston santana I know, Ortiz, it's not man. fair to them it's and, not but man you're right this, and this was this was so good yeah, was, I mean, they're pulling the fat heads out of the, you know, the cardboard heads out of. Yeah, the, like somebody got beat down by Burt Kreischer, which right. is a dream of mine. Uh, so that was really awesome. Right. And I, th I think Jr. may have put that. Not Jr. Who was it? Somebody on commentary kind of put that over. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. 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 But yeah, I, like, I cannot fun. look. I cannot remember particular spots. I just mm -hmm. remember loving this match. It was mm -hmm. everything I wanted it to be. Um. I don't and even the remember end, the finish. What was the finish? I don't remember the finish either. We are true <laughs> professionals but here. All I remember is that I was get, happy. We did get Jericho with the save at the end. Yeah. And um, I'm again, I'm still excited to see where that's going overall. But this was, it was a good look. That was a, when you run down that card, mm -hmm. Cole versus Atlas was good. Mm -hmm. We got Hook versus Aaron Solo. That was great. Yep. 
Ruby and Riho versus Britt and Hater was a good match. Mm-hmm. This was a great match. That's a solid hour of TV, man. Yeah. That's a lot of matches, and none of them seemed necessarily way too short. They were all done well. They were all building to things. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a great hour of TV. And that, of course, leads us to the last hour of AEW for the week, Battle of the Belts, Saturday night. Um, it was perfect for me. Like, look, there's no boxing this weekend. There's no MMA this weekend. There wasn't any really really any wrestling to speak of other than this. This gave me something to do on Saturday night because God knows I'm not out on any dates these days. <laughs> but we had, we had Sammy Guevara versus Dustin Rhodes, which ended up being better than I ever expected it to be. Look, I yep. know they're both good wrestlers, but the fact that we had David Crockett there mm-hmm. and he was going to hand the belt to the winner, that really had me wondering David Crockett handing Dustin Rhodes a belt in 2022. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just an amazing proposition. Yeah. And uh, we had a Canadian destroyer through yeah. a table. Yep. From Dustin Rhodes in 2022. Right. Yep. Just things are happening this year I never expected. We are off to a really strong start. Uh, Sammy Guevara ended up pulling out the win and what the win in a really solid match. Mm-hmm. He is now the first ever AEW interim title. And I'm not hating on the interim title. I like it because it guarantees us. Like, look, people in wrestling are used to getting denied the matches they want. This guarantees us when Cody comes back. That's the match. Whoever holds mm-hmm. that interim belt. And mm-hmm. we already have an interim title match coming up for this week. Um, man, again, a match I never realized I wanted until it was announced. Yeah, until the moment, yeah. Sammy Guevara versus Daniel Garcia. Yes. I am so excited, man. I am hyped for that match. They're Again, one of the four pillars taking on one of the, be- one of the best of the new young guns the next in four AEW. Pillars, right? Yeah. Exactly. I am so hyped up for that. Generation match. two versus generation three and in, in AEW. Yeah. Uh, which we yeah. never really got to talk that much about the, the sting Darby CM Punk match. Mm-hmm. But I love the fact that we were seeing major stars from three generations yes. together. And yeah. each one with the face paint was supporting one of the others. Mm-hmm. I loved seeing that. And I think that's something that I think. I've heard a lot of wrestlers basically say, you know, everybody says how great the AEW locker room is. And I think the WWE has a pretty good locker room. And that's new in wrestling. Like mm-hmm. it used to be nothing but underhanded politics, like everybody ribbing each other to the point of people pulling guns back in the day. Right, right. The level of support for each other and for the next generation we're seeing in AEW and wrestling in general today makes my make it really makes me happy to see. I love seeing that. My dog just apparently found a squeak toy on the ground. If anybody heard that, <laughs> I can't promise that's not going to keep going. But uh, thankfully, it stopped for now. I think I fully shamed her live on the <laughs> live on the air. Uh, so yeah, do you have anything you want to add about Sammy Dustin? That was I just love that match. You know, going in, I think I was. I wasn't skeptical. I knew they'd have a good match, mm-hmm. but I was, you know, overthinking it, just being like, well, what would I have done? And blah, 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 you know? Yeah. And, and I thought it was odd that they put Dustin in because, um, this is one time Dan Lambert, Dan Lambert had really like exactly Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, either one more deserving than Dustin. And Scorpio, he, record's and, Scorpio 31 and, 10. and Scorpio is ranked number four. Yeah. Um, he uh, had just done a match on Dark, which is always a cue that he's going to yeah. have something coming up in a couple of weeks. So I just thought, well, why not put Scorpio in? And I and I would have I would have even liked it if they had said, 
you know, Cody has relinquished the title because he wants you yeah. to, you know, he does not want you to be deprived of a match. So, you know, and just be like super high and mighty about it, you know, mm-hmm. um, and made it for the title and saying that he's guaranteed a rematch, you know, and not do the interim stuff. But that's just semantics. It's not really you know, that big of a deal. One of so the I, things yeah. one of the things I've talked we've talked about a lot on here is how a lot of times the really great promos in AEW are, are based in truth, whether it's mm-hmm. Britt going after uh going after Ty Conti or or right. CM Punk going back and forth with MJF. They just gave Dan Lambert some re like yes. they gave him a real gripe that everybody at home will understand he's kinda not wrong here. Right. And that's a pretty good idea, I think. And it's got to be intentional. I mean, it they, has to be. The only to thing be. I can think of is that they have a plan for Scorpio, and and what they were trying to do was how how do I create a satisfying match that doesn't disrupt anything? Yeah. And I think the thing was just have Dustin in. Someone even speculated that Dustin might have been like the agent for the match, and so he already knew what they were planning. You know, like I, that's the, that's a really the, good because they were like that right. Someone was like, there was a lot of things that could have been a Cody match in a lot of ways, you know. Okay. And and that makes sense. I mean, I don't, you know, we'll never know, but yeah, you know, bottom line, it was super entertaining. It was really great, and they had a great moment at the end, you know, when when Dustin, uh, when like the handshake, yeah, the handshake yeah. and everything was really cool. So, and I liked, I liked that. The only thing I didn't like was that the interim thing is the tag on it because just like with the page match, like that was a definitive win. And that was yeah. probably one of the best that Sammy's looked as far as being yeah. a dominant person. Uh, man, I, I like we both know Dustin's really good to this yeah. day. And better than ever almost. Yeah. And every time I watch Dustin a day, it makes me think of, of what a dumbass I was as a kid, because when he made his debut and back when he's like teaming with Barry Windham, mm-hmm. he was really good back then. Mm-hmm. But in my little like 12 year old brain or 11 year old brain, they're forcing him on us because he's Dusty's son. Right. And frankly, listen, people, I was both dumb and fat. I'm like, how can Dusty's son not be fat? This man needs to eat more. How dare you give me a skinny Rhodes? I was offended, people. Offended, again, because I was a moron. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't I didn't appreciate him enough back then. I didn't appreciate him enough as Goldust. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the absolute greats. He's a Hall of Famer because God knows the only gimmick ever given out by WWE that was as hard to pull off as Goldust was probably The Undertaker of the ones that actually succeeded. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't have succeeded if Dustin wasn't great, and we're seeing it today. Yeah. And man, if you want to, ha- if you want a young guy to have a great match, put him in with Dustin. He's gonna have a great match. Yeah, he did. That, he came through. But which, by the way, I love Rio 2.0 after her return to AEW. I love this Rio more than Rio 1.0, more than Champion mm-hmm. Rio. And I don't know. I've not. I can't put my finger on what it is. Again, I, I, before I said she seems a little more substantive, like a little more hard hitting with her moves Mm -hmm. before she just, it was before she would jump on Nyla Rose. And I'd be like, this is the equivalent of a cat jumping onto Nyla Rose, like without, (laughs) without physical claws. But man, she had, she, this was a great match. I loved every second of this match. I love the table spot that we talked about earlier. Yeah. This was so good. And Britt finally got the big win, um, which we kind of knew she needed to. And we, I think we all, I think everybody knew she was going to win this. And it was great. This has been a great little feud that came, kind of came out of nowhere for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've loved every second of it. And it's put Reho, it's elevated Reho in my mind to the next level, yeah. which, um, yeah. Like, I think, which, yeah, I think she, 
I think the first time she played up the sort of cutesy aspects of her persona more, uh, you know, the first go around. And so then this time I think they realized, I think she probably watched a lot of Darby Allen and was like, <laughs> Oh, okay. I could just do that. Or yeah. maybe, you know, I think they did kind of tell her like, Hey, you know, if there people love you, but it's, we need to make you a little more believable or, you know, whatever. So maybe yeah. just and le- and lean into it. the, yeah, they totally did. And, and she was great. I thought Brett, uh, Brett, Brit came out looking really good because of the way she handled things. There was a, there was a really cool reversal. I can't remember exactly what it was. I think it was like, she was in a full Nelson and she did like some kind of 360 spin where she got her yeah. down into the, the, into the, um, whatever her moves called the, uh, I can't blank remember on the it. name of the movie. Either. Come on. Uh, yeah. Her, no, that her was, submission hold. Yeah. That was awesome. It was really, really good. And I don't believe like, again, they tr- Brit's people tried to cheat for her with the table. But was there ever any real cheating from Brit in this match? Did she ever pull off an actual cheating move? Brit her, never Jamie? did. That, right. I don't think Brit ever did. Even, that's even the when they threw her the belt, she gave yeah. it back to the ref. Yeah. And so Britt Baker came through against someone who'd already beaten her and beat mm-hmm. her basically fair and square, which I think needed to happen. And it was so well done. It was mm-hmm. really well done. Um, I like that they've established that, she, yes, she's a heel, but much like Kenny Omega, she's a heel that while she may cheat and her people may cheat, she doesn't need it. Mm-hmm. She doesn't need it. She can beat you clean mm-hmm. no matter who you are. Yeah. Let's see. So I'm excited to see also what's next going to be next for Brit. This felt like the blow off for this this feud. Mm-hmm. In fact, let's pull up right now. Let's pull up the the new AEW rankings for this week. Um, where here they are right here. Do you want to start off with uh, going over the tag teams? Sure. So let's see. This is as of the seventh. So now they yep. do them. They used to do them before Dynamite. Now they do them after Dynamite. Okay. And so uh, this does not include Battle of the Belts. This doesn't this include is, anything that happened there. N- right. It does not include Battle of the Belts. I think this was out. This was out the day of. Actually, I think it was out before probably Friday. Before it came up before Rampage, Rampage because right. they referenced it on there. So yeah. So the tag matches we got. Uh, Jurassic Express as the new champions, the Acclaim number one, Bucks number two, uh, Santana Tortiz number three, FTR number four, and Reynolds and Silver number five. And they've been oh, man, my they've boys. Been, yeah, they've been making some promos lately too about how they're going to make a run. I hope uh, they do. But I got to say, of that crew, mm-hmm. like clearly, I think we're going to get the Acclaimed in a run yeah. for the titles. They're number yep. one, they're heels. That's got to be their first like defense probably just to has show to be. That, yeah. But I really would like the the one team that hasn't had the belts in AW that I would like to see with the belts. Mm-hmm. Santana and Ortiz. Absolutely. Like I would like to see them get a run with the belts or at least get a run for the belts. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I really thought they were going to be one of the first couple of tag team champions in AEW. I never saw SCU winning the first belts. Yep. And uh, but man, this is this is first of all, this is a great list. Like this is a great top five, and there's so many other great teams that aren't in here. Yeah, two um, not on there. Nope, Butcher the Blade's not in here. Red again, Red Dragon just got started. Right, we're gonna see them come up here in the in the near future. There, there's 
I made out a top 10 the other day. I wish I had it on me. You could do a top, you could honestly do a top 14, I think. And, 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 and yeah, if they before you get to, to like a, a bear country, cup, they could. Yeah. I would love a, oh my God. Let Even if they had to call Junior it the, Memorial. Oh my God. Even if they had to call it the Dave Crockett Cup, they, David right. Crockett Cup, just make a Crockett Cup. Though, again, those are the, the glory days. For me. The first round buys. Yeah. That, I would yep. love that. Bring in okay. some outside people. So, women's division, we've got Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, as the world champion. Jade Cargill um, is clearly the new TBS champion, their version, I guess, of the IC champion for the mm-hmm. women. Uh, number one contender, Riho. I'm guessing she will drop it a little because now she will be one mm-hmm. and one. Chris Statlander, number two. And, of course, it's so early in the year, most of these records are like, O and O. Right. Uh, then we've got but Thunder they, but Rosa. But they stick with the ranking that they had before. So if they were number right. one last year, they're staying where they are. Exactly. So Chris Statlander, number two. Thunder Rosa, number three. Number four, Ty Conti. Number five, Ruby Soho. Um, I'm trying to think if, yeah, her Brett loss has to Jake Cargill is here. Brett has beaten them all. I think Thunder Rosa is the one I would like to see brought back to face Brett. Mm-hmm. That's what, but I don't know if she's going to be the one or if it's going to be Chris Statlander. I would love to see Chris Statlander as a champion. I would love to see her go at it again with Britt. Um, but also we've got, I'm sure Mercedes Martinez has got some matches coming up. Mm-hmm. And she's a heel and aligned with Britt. So I don't think she's necessarily going to be in that title picture anytime soon. But I'm really excited at where this division's going. We don't have Serena yeah. Deeb in here. No. Nope. Um, there's Sheeta's a lot of greats. No, there's so many great wrestlers and, that's and something, former champions. Nyla Rose isn't in here. Right. That's something that's a that, deep division. that um, I think is sneaky uh, that AEW is doing that not a lot of people are noticing really is, is how they're filling out the division both in people but also in stories. Because it used to yeah. be the knock on them was you have the one match every week mm-hmm. and then maybe you have a one match on Rampage or something. And... Um, you know, they're actively developing stories. So Serena Deeb and yeah. Sheeta are having a feud and it's not in the top five. They're not even in the top five. Doesn't yeah. have anything to do with the titles and I'm Chris, engaged in it. I'm ready for it. I yeah, love Chris, the Chris sit down with Serena Deeb this week. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was good. Yeah. Uh, and Chris Stantler is number two, but she's starting a feud with Layla Hirsch. Yeah. Under Rose is number three, but she's doing a feud with Mercedes Martinez. Take on. She just came out of this feud, this tag team feud. So it's like, you've got, you know, seven people listed on this chart and they all have programs, you know, going on with that aren't necessarily with each other. So right. like they're filling out that division in terms of the story. Now who yeah, goes so against we, Jade next? I have no idea who goes against Jade next and who gets, goes against Brit next. And I'm also curious if we might start getting like the TNT title, the whole thing, the whole time TNT title wide open. Anybody can challenge for it. Right. People from other companies, I'd be really interested. Again, you can do that with Cody. I wonder if you can do that with Jade. And again, if you bring in the right women, I think you can. Yeah, it's be interesting be right to see people. if we start getting some things like that for for Jade's title. Mm-hmm. But the, but you just went over this. The Riho feud's done. Mm-hmm. Chris Statlander's feuding with Layla Hirsch. Mm-hmm. Thunder Rose's feuding with Mercedes. Mm-hmm. I don't like. We just had Ruby get knocked out of the TNT title picture. Right. Makes me wonder who's next for Britt. What like. Did, I think did it's they Jamie. just have a deal? You think it's Jamie? That's, yeah. That's kind of what I think is that they'll, I don't know. I, it it just seems set up. They made a big deal about the fact that she's essentially cleaned out the top five. Right. And and so I could totally see that being a, hey, you haven't beaten me. Yeah. And and even be, they, they don't necessarily do that even have to promo. do a big turn. Yeah. One promo 
one match. They didn't even have to even break them up. No. You know? Yeah, I, I like that idea. I think that's a great idea. Okay, now we got the men's rankings. Hangman Page, the champ. 1-0, uh, my 1-0. Yep. yep, they don't have the interim title yet up there, but uh, we'll see how they reflect that later. So Cody's yeah. Cody and Sammy out there. Adam Cole, number one. I didn't even realize that he was climbing up the rankings, but I went back Me and either. looked at the other ones. He was number two. He was climbing his way up. And then when yeah. uh, Danielson lost, he was number two. Uh, Wardlow is number two. Yeah, somebody else so I didn't him. realize was climbing the rankings, and it explains yeah. why he's been having these squash matches to get which him would be, which the record. Which to me also fills in my theory of if, uh, well, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. He would win by DQ. But so he, it if 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 Punk beats him, right? You know, a lot of people are like, why is Punk not in the top five? He should be. But yeah, so Danielson you know, falls at number three, Scorpio number four, and Powerhouse Fobs number five. Sorry, you were going to say something. Oh no! Like this is. This entire top five outside of Brian Danielson is such a is such a surprise to me, mm-hmm. and it's exciting because most of these men we've not seen wrestle each other, we've not seen challenge for any title, and I'm excited. And then when you go through, it's like Adam Cole eleven and four. It's a great record, as in before the last year, like since he's right. been in AW. You look at when you get to Wardlow. This is very small on my screen. It's something like forty one and six. Yeah. Maybe 47 and six. Yeah. That's a crazy record. Like, right. yeah, he should be there. And he just wasn't there up until now. Brian Danielson, 13, two and two. Scorpio Sky, 52 and 15. That's his entire time in AEW. Mm-hmm. And a very similar record for Powerhouse Hobbs. I'm excited because Powerhouse Hobbs is a guy I've wanted to see against champions. Yeah. And we haven't seen it yet. Scorpio Sky is a guy who could wrestle with anybody in the world at any time. And I'm excited about Wardlow, mainly Cole, Wardlow, Hobbs. Those are the ones I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what's next. I'd love to see Hobbs climb his way up and get a title match, like maybe not on a pay-per-view, but on a on a rampage or a, yeah. you know, a TV main event. Hobbs taking on Page would be great. And it would be really great to see somebody finally have their association with Taz pay off a little bit. Yes. <laughs> you know, right. Let's, right. Outside of Hook, who outside is clearly... He's clearly a self-made man, even if Taz did literally make him. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Um, which, by the way, something I don't I don't know if we pointed this out. I think we did earlier, but I'm going to repeat it. Mm. Um, Every champion, including Hangman Adam Page, wrestled at Battle of the Belts. They recorded it. That's all going to be on Dark. Mm -hmm. It'll Mm -hmm. give you even more reason to watch Dark this week, which there's always some good matches out there, which brings us to should have been on Dynamite. Yep. What do you have this week? So I there were a lot of a good lot matches. Of dark matches. Yeah. yeah. And and I don't necessarily think that there's anything that's like has to be on dynamite or deserve to be on dynamite more than what was already there. I other than um oh wait, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Hold on. There well we I know we had Jake At like we had yeah, Jake, the Jake Atlas, Atlas match, debut. Marina Marina Shafir had a had a match on dark and they're doing something with her. She's got a little persona where she's super super serious kind of eastern okay. european kind of uh kind of thing where she just comes in and a little bit of a hook vibe where she just sort of comes in and kills people and leaves um which always works in wrestling right mma wrestling either way that always works and you see companies go so wild creating characters yeah when really all you need is one person to yep. say i'm better than you like yep. mjf right then just be a badass yeah 
So one thing I think they did do a good job of. So the Jake Atlas match, they they did a quick highlight package on mm-hmm. Dynamite. I thought that was great. Another uh, indication that they they have yeah, plans for him. That they have plans for him. Uh, they had a six a trios match with Statlander, Layla Hirsch, and Velvet against uh, a couple of local talent. Right. Um, and uh, and really just the storyline of that was the problems between Chris and Layla. Yeah. They summarized that on Dynamite. So, like, again, I think that's a pretty good use. So the and match I would have put on Dynamite was Powerhouse Hobbs. And what were you going to say about the trios match? Oh, uh, just the fact that that is an improvement, something we talk yeah. about a lot. The fact mm-hmm. they put that on Dynamite to remind us about what's going on, even if it's going right. on on Dark. That's a that, yeah. that's an improvement. To me, that's a great use of Dark and yeah. Elevation, which we talked about earlier that I've had yeah. trouble distinguishing between them sometimes. No, we usually watch really them at the same do. time. Really do. Yeah, so Powerhouse Hobbs had a match with Colt Cabana that was great and a great showcase for him. And that's the kind of stuff I want to see. If he's in the top five, he needs to be impressing people on Dynamite. Yep. Um, And And then there was this person. Go ahead. That's kind of what I was saying about the Wardlow matches. Mm -hmm. You know, you can have him squash nobodies. Right. But there's Colt Cabana's out there. There's Pretty Peter Avalon's out there. And I think Colt Cabana's a level up. But there's a lot of options there for for a a heel to have a squash match. Put him in against five or Mm -hmm. somebody like that, even though we've now established five can 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 go. Anybody, anytime. Anybody, anytime can take on (laughs) Kenny Omega. He can almost beat anybody at any time. Like. BTE, Dark and Elevation have given us so many people like Captain Sean Dean mm-hmm. that you can really establish yourself against. I like what they're doing with Hobbs, but they should have been doing this with Wardlow as well. Yeah. Then there was a debut of uh, someone that I'm hearing a weird amount of buzz around that I wouldn't have thought if I just saw her named Megan Bain. Did okay. you see I, this? I have not seen this match yet, but I, okay. I've seen what you're talking about. I've seen the buzz. And so I made a note. I've got to watch this this week. I haven't gotten around to it yet. What did, What did you think of this match? I mean, it was okay. I mean, mainly it was a lot of presentation. Like she kind of has yeah. this, um, um, uh, what's his name from ROH, uh, Dalton Castle kind okay. of vibe to her in Ooh. that she has attendance. She's this kind of Egyptian princess thing going on where she's okay. headdressed. So it's a lot about the presentation and she has a really good presence, but like, I wouldn't Ooh. say she was more impressive than like a Jade Cargill or somebody. So I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see why people are interested. I'm, I'm curious. Okay. I'm looking at something right now. Apparently this is not her first appearance on dark. Okay. I, I, so I Googled her real quick to see what she looks like. My first thought was she's got a great look. Her, her headdress is freaking amazing. I love yeah, it's really cool. the headgear. Like it's, it's straight out of wonder woman or whatever, but I see Megan Bain versus thunder Rosa from June 8th, 2021 on dark i'm gonna go back i'm gonna watch her this week and then i'm gonna go back and watch that because now i'm interested now i'm, well, I, I'm here's I'm another one interested. she's here's got another a great one look. to look up okay uh may 4th of 2021 megan bain versus big swole i see that right now so she's been out there a little while then yeah that's gonna be i like the look of her character a lot like i really like the look of her character which it brings me, you know, I'll talk about this after this segment, but I want to come back to that. Um, my no, that the powerhouse Hobbs Colt Cabana match is really good. Um, I'm now I'm really interested in Megan Bain. Just from looking at the pictures, like she's immediately eye catching. Mm-hmm. She's got a cool look. I'm into this. My pick was from New Japan actually, and it was Eddie Kingston versus Gabriel Kidd in the main event of New Japan Strong. It is a killer match. 
Eddie Kingston living the dream, wrestling wrestling for New Japan. Yeah. Um, this one everybody needs to check out if you get a chance. Um, yeah, it was super fun. I watched. I just watched it last night. Yeah. And okay. I normally don't even watch strong unless yeah. I hear something. And this was just one of those weeks where I was like, every show I've turned on has given me the best example of whatever promotion, whatever that promotion yeah. has to offer. So if I, I know if I turn on New Japan Strong tonight, it's going to be a great match. Absolutely. And it was. And I think there's a lot of people that listen. I, I think, look, I'm the same as you. I don't always watch Strong. But for whatever reason, this week I did. And mm -hmm. I saw that match and it was phenomenal. And I think a lot of people in, in our group in, that subscribe to Fight Game Media, that follow mm -hmm. us online, I think there's a lot of people in the same boat as us when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. And so this is us saying, and that's kind of the point of this, go check out this match. You're not going to be disappointed. Yeah. Um, so what I wanted to talk about with the Megan Bain thing is something mm -hmm. uh, Jonathan Snowden, really great author, has a number of books on the history of MMA. His most recent book was a biography of Ken Shamrock. Mm -hmm. um, he is he's a big fan of AEW. He and his wife are active on Twitter during every AEW show, Jonathan and Christina Snowden. And they were having a conversation on AEW that I thought was interesting. I want to talk about with you, okay. which was. Basically, Christina Snowden was saying when she was a kid, like she would talk to her grandparents about wrestling and they would ask about people and she'd be like, well, this is the big boss man. He's like an evil, like an evil prison guard from the South. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I could sum up those characters so well. Mm -hmm. And I think we all know WWE both did a good job with creating characters like that. And they also went overboard yeah. with like the repo man and just everybody had a little bit too much of a character. Mm -hmm. And she was making the point that today there seems to have, they seem to have gone just in general, AEW and, and the Indies in particular, like we've got our, we've got our Dan house. And so we have our evil, like mm -hmm. demon spirit creatures, mm -hmm. which I love Dan Housen a lot, but um, so many wrestlers today, their gimmick, their description. She's like, if I was describing them to my grandparents, it would be they're a really good wrestler and they're fast. <laughs> and she's like, we need a little more than that to distinguish them. And yeah. when I was watching, when I was watching Proud and Powerful in Kingston versus 2.0 and Daniel Garcia, I realized it was my yeah. favorite 2.0 match because it, it kind of hit me how quickly they established their two goofy, violent numbskulls from New York. And that's enough. That's mm -hmm. just enough of a character to differentiate themselves from everybody else out there who kind of look the same or the same height and are good wrestlers. Because today, most people are good wrestlers. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just thought that was interesting. I want to know your take on that. Do you think there's a little too much of guys not having quite enough to their character? And I wonder, I, like, when, I, when a guy like yeah. Jake Atlas comes in, I'm like, yeah, does he have enough character? Yeah, I, th oh, man, that's a really good point. Because I, I think, think that's that an Ethan Page about. problem. Like, Ethan Page is just a mm -hmm. good wrestler, and he's right. arrogant. It, but outside of that, there's right. not a lot. You can't describe him to a grandparent. He's a good-looking, right. arrogant guy. That's everybody in wrestling. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, exactly. And and I saw. So there are a couple of things I thought of when I was on quote wrestling Twitter today. Yeah. For this weekend was I saw someone, I think I posted this in the uh, fight game media, Facebook group of someone posted a meme that was a screenshot of an SNL skit or S, a Saturday night live character on weekend update. And it was a character. I think his name was Liam and his character was teenager who just woke up and he looked exactly like hook. 
He did. And I thought, you posted that and I died. It was hilarious. And I thought, that's that's Hook. He's the Gen Z teenager who just woke up and doesn't want to be bothered. But yeah. he could kill you. Yeah, exactly. And, and then not wanting to be bothered is like a powerful part of that character. Right. That's his entire personality. And I see people on Twitter, they're like, my three-year-old, have three-year-old daughter, not into wrestling, loves Hook. And I see that particularly for females, like every age, three, mm-hmm. 13, 23, mm-hmm. all levels, they all love Hook. Right. And it's, it is such a, it's, he's a cool teenager who doesn't want to be bothered. Right. Which is, which is kind of, I made the comparison that, that Hook is Orange Cassidy's personality and Jungle Boy's body yeah. doing Taz's moveset. <laughs> which and, is a, it's a great description. And you think, yeah. Has there ever been a character like that, as right. in the the sleepy teenager doesn't want to be bothered? Right. I don't think there's ever been that I don't character think there in wrestling has history. And he feels totally fresh. And I think that's yeah. part of why he is catching on is because they had that persona mm-hmm. before, like a year before he wrestled, you know? Yeah. But like a Scorpio Sky has been around forever, and he's just like, he's a really good guy. Scorpio Sky and Ethan take, Page, that's the problem. There's nothing then, else there. But then if you look at like the pendulum the other way and you go over to NXT 2.0 or something, they're going back to the old ways of, you know, this guy is a woke, uh, you know, whatever. Or this guy is a these guys are just brawling. This guy's madcap. This guy's madcap. Right. (laughs) And madcap. uh, But you look at it. But who are their people who are their champions? Braun Breaker. He's he's a. You know, he's a badass wrestler. And his story should be that he's a Steiner. Right. He's a Steiner. and Everyone knows it, but we're not going to say it. The other champion is Carmelo Hayes, who is Mm -hmm. basically personality and ring work wise, essentially like a Scorpio Sky. Mm -hmm. But he just resonates more because it's like it's that thing when he shoots, he don't miss. Like he is the guy who calls his shot and he's so good. He's going to make it. And And I think even that's a little subtle for I think. I think this is something that I want to talk more about with you when we do our uh, mm-hmm. our patron special, because I think there's a, I'd like to talk about the people who I think this is an issue with, because I'm worried, like as much as I all like I've seen, I've seen a number of Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly matches, not a ton, yeah. but I've seen some from NXT and I liked them, but I don't know that there's anything more to them right now than they're really good wrestlers. Right. And they're friends with the Young Bucks. Right. Or Adam yeah. Cole. Or just and Adam, Adam Cole, Cole, but even Adam Cole, like you can't, he doesn't have like a log line, you know, no. that you can describe him as, but he's just so charismatic. He doesn't need yeah. it. You're just like, well, who, who is this guy? Well, he's the coolest guy in the company. I think I'm going to be like the 50, like the 500,000th person to say this, but like Adam Cole gets by on the fact he looks at, he's like a second coming of Shawn Michaels. Yeah. And I think everybody looks at him and sees that and feels that. So he doesn't need it as much because he is, I think that's how I would describe him. Like, Mm -hmm. Hey mom, Hey grandma, do you remember Shawn Michaels? Like, yeah, he's, he's basically the new Shawn Michaels. Right. But like, like this week they had Sheeta and she was mm -hmm. like, she hit the thing. You know why they call me the professor? You know, like where she's mm-hmm. like, because I can school anybody. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's the kind of stuff that helps. That's all you need. And I think the difference is with WWE is when they force, when they force a character on somebody that's not their character, like the skateboarder that was feuding with Darby Allen because she can't actually skateboard. <laughs> and when an AW right. seems to be letting people be themselves, I, I mm-hmm. believe, I believe we're seeing hook. Mm-hmm. I think we're seeing a hook who, Eddie in Kingston, real life. Yeah. He's like a six mm-hmm. and he's turned it up to a leveling. Eddie Kingston is or just turned Eddie it down Kingston. to a three. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, something like that. And uh, they're letting people be themselves because the people are great characters. Eddie Kingston's yeah. a great character in life, which is mm-hmm. why we see so many things that should be on Dynamite just from his Twitter, just from real yeah, life. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I think that's going to be a big part of the discussion when we do our promo, uh, when we do our patron show coming up. Yeah. Um, when it talks about like, there's a lot of people out there that are easy to describe and and have a lot of personality and could absolutely replace some guys who, even though they're great wrestlers, you know, you have to wonder like AEW's given Scorpio Sky so many opportunities. Yeah, and 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 I like the one they have now, mm-hmm. but still they're just guys who laugh. They're just laughing, mm-hmm. like Dan Lambert, Cat Moss, and Happy Gil, Happy, uh, Happy Gilmore, Happy Gilmore, absolutely, Happy Happy Corbin, just yeah. without just just dialed down, but yeah. their characters are the same, exactly. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about that. Um, let's see, I'm trying to uh, see what else we've got here before we go. I think the yeah, matches we next forgotten week. Anything. Oh, the matches next week. Yeah, pull those up. I'm not looking at the. Yeah, I'm not looking at our list right now. Give I them got to it. me. So on Dynamite, so they haven't announced anything for Rampage yet. No, I was looking. I, I looked for like an hour to find a single Rampage yeah, match. I, I haven't seen anything. one. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so Dynamite next week, we have Punk versus Wardlow. Great. Uh, Danny Garcia versus Sammy Guevara. Fifteen out of ten. Yes, absolutely. Both of those are going to be amazing. Yeah. Sheeta versus Deeb, which interestingly oh is just a match, no stipulation. Yeah. Uh, but should be great. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs versus Dante Martin should be a great face off. And I don't know who would win great. that. No. Probably some great stuff and perhaps some hook intrigue in there. I'm wondering if we're going to get the return of Leo Rush. We haven't seen Leo Rush in a while. He had yeah, he's the, been kind gone. Of the New Year's Eve. Uh, I don't want to say a blow up, but he was outspoken on New Year's Eve. We right. haven't seen him since. I have to think he's going to come back for this in yeah. some way. So this hasn't been announced, but I would anticipate they'll probably lead into who Paige's next challenger will be. Yeah. And if it's Adam Cole and uh, that's it. That's a look. That's a great dynamite. That's solid. That's, that's a really solid dynamite. Um, and I, I have a feeling we're going to get rampage built off of what happens on that powerful dynamite. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for next week. I'm really excited to see what else we're going to get built for rampage. And again, we got a lot of free agents out here that haven't popped up yet and they could pop up at any time. We don't even know who they all are, but Johnny Gargano's lurking out there. Brody King's lurking out there. So many people, the Briscoes, God only knows what they're doing out in the cornfield right now. God, <laughs> they're look, waiting on Tony, Tony Khan, to pick him up. Tony might've scooped him up. He might've, we, don't know yeah but uh I, i'm excited about all this every week I, you know and all the other people we're going to talk about on the patreon show like keith lee and everybody else mm-hmm. um but listen if you want to talk to us about wrestling you can follow me at peppermint fatty everywhere except for tiktok where you have to throw an x on either side of it and of course the fight game media group on facebook where kevin has been leading a lot of great discussions lately really dropping a lot of fire stuff on there kevin where can everybody follow you at Kevin Ely, uh, most places you would go, but I'm not. On, well, I am on TikTok. I just don't post anything. That's a real shame. I'm ready to get you heavy into TikTok. All right, everybody. That's it. Follow Kevin Ely on TikTok. Follow me on Instagram because I need to build my followers. And we'll see you all again next Monday. Until then, have a great week, everybody. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.